Hi, my friends, and welcome to the 83rd episode of our Keeping Up with the King series as we are making our way through the book of Matthew. And last time, we finished up with the Sermon on the Mount. And I kind of wanted to, to springboard off of um, something we read last time as we finished up. And it said, uh, after we read uh, Jesus' words, um, verse 28 says, And so it was, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now, one of the things I think is important to keep in mind, and and uh, again, I, I understand and I hope that you understand that I am purposefully redundant on a lot of the things that, that I talk about on uh, on the podcast because uh, that's that's the way we that's the way we uh, we remember things is uh, consistency repetition um, that helps us to recall um, the things that we need to recall and so um, I, I want to say things and I'll repeat things over and over and a lot of times I tell you hey I've said this before but uh, I want to do that because I I think it's important that we recognize uh, certain truths about God's word, uh, things it says, and so uh, it doesn't bother me to be repetitious. I often quote where Paul talks about, "Hey, you know, um, it's not tedious for me to to repeat these things, but for you it is good." And so hopefully this will, these are good things for you to remember. And one thing I think is good to remember is that the chapter divisions that we find in the Bible and even the verse divisions uh, as well are not part of the original writings when when matthew recorded this he didn't say okay well this is chapter one this is chapter two this is chapter three uh, he didn't do that he wrote the whole book just straight out and it didn't have the chapter divisions as we see them and uh, the chapter divisions were added much later and then after that even um, later after that we had the verse divisions um, that were put in and so this this is one of those things that I think sometimes when we read the Bible, um, we don't recognize this. Like when we don't recognize the some of the things that are said in the New Testament, it'll say like for somewhere it is written this, you know, and they'll say some things. And and there's there's things that that were done at the time that would help reference where something was written or, or uh, to bring your mind to a section of scripture, um, you might quote the first, like you're talking about the Psalms, you might quote the first line of a Psalm. For example, Jesus on the cross, um, when he says, you know, my God, my God, why have, you know, why have you forsaken me? Um, a lot of people really get hung up on that and they, they miss out on, I think, maybe something um, culturally that we don't do. We don't quote the first line of a psalm to clue people into the rest of it. We would just say, oh, Psalm 22, you know, go turn to Psalm 22, something like that. But in their culture, quoting the first line of a psalm would clue you into, oh, wait a minute. I know that. I know that psalm. I know that song. This is what's. This is what he's trying to um, get me to turn to mentally in my mind. So, you know, anyway, all that to say that Oftentimes in the Bible, uh, it's easy for us to miss the uh, the connections between chapters because we have this natural break, you know. And I don't know about you, but I, I do this thing often. Happened to me today, where I walk into my house um, because I was working outside, and I walk in the house and I go and I do some things, and I go back out to where I was working, and I completely 
forgot why I went in the house. I came, I, you know, I got a drink and did something else, but I forgot that I came in the house to get a particular tool that I had stashed in the bathroom. And, um, my wife told me years ago that she read, a, read some scientific theory that doorways have a mental, have a, an impact on our, on our, uh, on the way our mind works, that doorways are an opening to another room. And, and there's something about doorways where we walk through them that oftentimes we will forget why we were going in the room because it, there's some sort of mental switch that's flipped and we walk through the door and we're like, why did I come in here? Um, because we're in a new location, some sort of strange mental thing. And I don't, I don't know how accurate it was. I think it was an interesting theory and it happens to me enough um, that I think there's probably some uh, some truth to it, but I think the same thing happens to us uh, when we when we read books and we get to a ne- the next chapter. Um, it's really easy um, to forget what came before, and especially if we do what like what we're doing. And and again, I've said this plenty of times before that one of the problems of doing uh, studying the Bible the way we're studying it is that we are not taking it as it's written all in one piece. We are taking pieces. Um, and we're trying to, you know, we're we're trying to keep track of the context. So again, we keep track of this context where the last thing that it says is that, you know, when Jesus had uh, ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now, when we get to chapter eight, I think it kind of we we keep that in mind that what what he's talking about, um, this idea of authority that he taught with authority. But if you're going to teach with authority, not like the scribes who would quote previous um, rabbinical writers and previous uh, you know teachers to to uh, give press you know to bring precedent to their what they're teaching, Jesus was different. He didn't say a bunch of you know remember when Rabbi so and so said this. He taught as if he well not as if he taught with authority, and we talked about that a lot last time. And so we also talked about, well, you know, if you are talking with that type of authority, you better have some sort of um, something to back up your authority. And so we talked about last time about how obviously the the resurrection is the big one. His death and resurrection um, definitely shows his his authority. But as we read chapter eight, um, and we're not going to we're not going to read much on this, but I just wanted to point out that that um, there there's like these little vignettes. The first thing that Jesus does is he cleanses a leper. So the first thing Jesus does is he takes on the most feared and dreaded disease of the day. No cure. You become a a social outcast if you catch this disease. The untouchable people. The worst thing ever. That Jesus touches the untouchable. And he shows his power over this this disease that you know people might have considered worse than death you know slowly rotting um and and then after that jesus heals a centurion's servant the centurion comes to him and so we see jesus having authority not just over you know being able to heal those people that he's has physical contact with but his authority spreads beyond that and then following that we see um a short little passage about Peter's mother-in-law being healed. And now one thing I don't want you to miss is this, that the first person it talks about being healed is a, the social outcast, the, the leper, um, that Jesus even, even healed that person. 
then the next person he heals he he um he responds to a centurion a roman soldier again the the jewish people were under you know roman rule they looked at these people as the oppressor and so here jesus doesn't just heal the untouchable sick leper but he also does something for a roman centurion the very people they looked at as their enemies and their oppressors yet jesus even did something and showed care and concern for for him as well as demonstrating his his authority and then when jesus heals peter's mother-in-law you know you may have heard this before that but at the time of christ it's uh it's often said that that the jewish men had daily prayers that they would pray and and it was you know lord thank you that i'm not a thank you that i'm not a gentile that i'm not a dog and that i'm not a woman you know and and that was again their their uh their very patriarchal mindset um and and there are those people that like try to bash the bible and say that the bible's anti-women um but everywhere that jesus goes everywhere that the gospel goes the lives of women are better now does that to say that there aren't men that twist the scripture to make it say something uh, that it doesn't say absolutely does that is that to say that the bible doesn't say that there are differences between men and women it actually absolutely does um but when it comes down to like a some sort of spiritual hierarchy um you know well the bible says there's neither jew nor greek male or female you're talking about the kingdom of heaven um so anyway, Jesus shows that, you know, he heals the untouchable and then those who are not valued by their, by their, by their Jewish culture, those who were despised, the, the leper, the Gentile oppressor and a woman, you know, and, and it goes on and it talks about how the next section is where Jesus, um, he, he seal, he heals, um, demon possessed people and he you know he casts out the spirit with a word so he shows his power over the demonic over physical and spiritual uh, oppression um later on we'll read about uh, him uh, showing his power over nature in the later chapter uh later part of the chapter verse 23 um through 27 and we'll see his power over over the demonic to a greater degree in verse 28 um through the uh through the end where it's not just that he has power to cast out demons but they have to ask him permission to go into pigs you see his that it's not just like he's casting out the demons but the demons recognize who he is and again there's this authority that he has it's not just a good teacher not just not just a, a, ma a man in right walk with god but he is the son of god who has he is the uh, the God, the creator of the universe who has power and authority over all things. So anyway, thought I'd, I'd preface all that, kind of point out how chapter seven leads us into uh, chapter eight, as it ought. So, hey, God bless you. Next time we'll talk about Jesus and leprosy. Have a great day. God bless you.